At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thanks for tuning in to Boner Planet Podcast. Watch the full video exclusively on Carbon TV. This show is brought to you by Tinks, Scent Crusher, Camp Chef, and Cat Work Truck. Victory Archery and Thorn Broadheads. Cobra Archery and Shadow Hunter Blinds. Burris Optics and Reveal Cellular Trail Camps. HHA and HHA USA. Additional support by Under Armour and Deer Camp Coffee. Hey guys, welcome to the Born Plant Podcast. Myself, Dave Thompson, along with Tyler Jordan and Tim Mazzarana. And we are talking, well, we don't know yet, but we're going to talk honey. We're going to talk updates from Realtree. We're going to talk about Tyler's big 189 buck here, uh, right in the front cover of North American Whitetail, which is pretty exciting. Um, and I saw they came and visit you. And I think I remember talking to you when they were just leaving or something. Because you're like, oh, there's some guys here filming for a big deer I got. So how you been, yeah. man? everything's good dave i hope y'all are doing well too actually i'm sorry i'm i was i meant to have my computer i left it at the office um on my phone right now but i've been in mississippi for the last few days we had some meetings out there visiting some independent dealers and then uh we're working on kind of a a fun project if y'all follow old miss football or follow sec football at all we we have something fun going on um that we're going to announce this fall with the with the football team so I can't awesome. really spoil it, although our coach Lane Kiffin might spoil it before uh, it's ready to be announced. But, um, you know, we have some some really cool stuff that we're working on with the with the team. And, you know, obviously I, I graduated from there. Uh, my dad played football out there with uh, with Archie Manning back in the day. So our families has really deep ties in with Ole Miss. And so it's it's exciting. Just been a lot of work. And so that's why I'm running a little bit late. Yeah, well, that is amazing. exciting, man. No worries. Um, you know, late, late is our, our least concern here. So it's good to see you. And uh, it sounds like you guys are really busy over at Realtree nowadays, which is awesome. How's the year? How's the year been shaping up with everything? You know, business and everything has been really good. Uh, you know, we've been really blessed. I'm sure like a lot of companies in our, in our industry with, you know, although we, we all wish COVID, uh, you know, never happened, but I, I can say for the outdoor industry, I think it, I think it helped a lot of companies. I know I have a lot of friends that I went to school with that were not outdoorsmen, were not hunters, but, you know, it's, with that downtime that people had, I think a lot of people wanted to get involved in the sport, uh, you know, going to grocery stores and seeing the shelves kind of wiped off. Uh, people were like, man, if I had to go fend for myself, which you know, for a while, we all kind of thought that's what it would come down to. And you had a lot of people wanting to hunt, get into cooking wild game. Uh, so it was kind of fun, you know, getting some of my, my friends in involved in the outdoors that have never had any interest before. But I think for the whole industry, I think the industries that have, I think uh, it's, it's strong for everybody right now. I think sales are up. And then, you know, with the real tree fishing business as well, we've had that for, you know, many years now, but it keeps us 
you know, now 12 months out of the year, it's never dull. You know, usually before the Realtree Fishing brand came about, uh, you know, we'd be gearing up ready for fall. We are, we're still doing that, but then you have a fishing brand and you have a lot of different pro staff uh, anglers and that you're dealing with on that side now. So it's just a, it's just, there's just always stuff, you know, going on. There's never a dull moment, but uh, you know, business is good. Still working on camo patterns. Uh, we're releasing a new waterfowl pattern that'll be announced. And at the end of, uh, I believe the Delta waterfowl event is at the end of either this month or next month. I, I don't even know, but uh, we'll announce that uh, new camo pattern for there. So uh, all, all good stuff right now going on. Just been really busy. You know, people, people sometimes think that, uh, you know, the hunting season is our busiest, but I would say that summer, especially with traveling, picking back up, getting in front of licensees and partners, this is probably our busiest time, uh, you know, during the summer, just trying to get FaceTime with different licensees and people that you haven't seen in a couple of years. So it's just nice kind of getting caught up with everybody. Yeah. So I see the, I see this pattern. I remember you talking about launching a new pattern, but you couldn't talk about what it was. Uh, but I see you guys launched this fishing one called aspect, which was something yeah. I think you wanted to talk about last time you were on, but we couldn't talk about it, but let tell us about that one real quick. Cause it looks really cool. Yeah. You know, it's just like anything and dad's DNA is still on all of these patterns too. You know, I, I, I get asked by people how, how involved is dad he is the camo pattern designer, even when it comes to the lifestyle fishing patterns or just the lifestyle patterns in general. Uh, you know, this, this project we're working on with the University of Mississippi is the exact same way. And, and Aspect's just another, you know, cool design that dad kind of, it's, he sees elements, whether it be in a rock or, you know, I hate even something like marble, uh, you know, which is kind of how Aspect was designed. Uh, you know, he's, he just picks apart different elements like, like that and he'll bring it to the table and then he'll sit down with a couple of our designers and, and kind of go through that and just see what looks good. But, you know, the fishing, I think it's, uh, it's just been a lot, of, a lot of fun. Like those patterns are kind of fun, creative. You don't have to worry so much about blending in. It's really more trying to stand out and have an appealing look. Um, so that's just been a, a whole nother dynamic and uh, been, it's been fun. This is really cool. I don't know if you look at them, Tim, but they're so cool. I am. There's I'm a lot of like cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, it does. It looks really cool. I'm looking at one. Sweet, um, man. Yeah. And it's kind of like a red, white, and blue uh, kind of tone to it, which is pretty awesome. And I like the real tree wave pattern too. Uh, you know, wave has been one of my one of my favorite fishing patterns. I mean, you know, in aspects the same way. It's just kind of crazy how how well those those patterns look on garments and you know columbia uh you know is like many others has been one of our strategic partners and you know when you have companies like that that have been involved in this business for a long time way longer than we have in fishing and they see that and go dang we'd love to put that on some of our stuff you know it kind of makes you feel good that um you know dad's just got a really creative he's a really creative mind um you know i think that's kind of i don't think a whole lot of people know that about dad is I mean, he spends every waking second just about, you know, testing whether it be a, a camo pattern for blending in or some of these fishing patterns. They're, they're, that's his baby. That's just what he does. He's just good at it. So cool. Yeah, they look great, man. I'm, I'm really impressed. I, I love the idea of the aspect idea, and I think it's a really cool concept. Um, 
I, I mean, I feel like it could be its own line, just aspect. You don't even need the real tree logo realistically. Cause that's, that's a pretty cool idea too, because you can really, you know, like hone in on different things. Or, I mean, there's a lot of ways you guys can go with these things, you know, it's literally unlimited, but that yeah, thing, those think, things look sick. The logo is cool, man. Really cool. Yeah. I think a lot of that's untapped. Like you said, Dave, I mean, there's, there's a lot we can do with it. You know, hunting in, in the outdoor is still kind of our core. And the fishing is new, although it's been growing every year. Uh, we've been really blessed with that. It's been kind of a blessing in disguise getting in the fishing. And, you know, I, I thought we would have some success in that, but I think we were all a little bit surprised, uh, you know, how well it's been received by by the fishing industry. Do, do you yeah. think that that same sort of thing you're, you're noticing in kind of like the, the hunting industry of things kind of growing through COVID because people have more time and whatnot is, is the same kind of theory in the, in the fishing world as well. And I would say even maybe more so in the fishing. I mean, you know, I've talked to several, even just around here in Columbus, Georgia, people buying boats. I mean, you know, buying um, fishing equipment, uh, you know, and then we, we have several of our independent dealers and then some of our big retailers, you know, the fishing is through the roof. Um, I mean, that's just, and I, that's probably sparked a lot of our growth, like it has for a lot of other companies too. But yeah, the fishing, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I, I still don't think that's even come down yet. You know, I, I think yeah. that industry is still growing. And I think the tournament fishing, people following it, uh, you know, that's just, I feel like that's on the rise again too, with MLF and everything going on there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we, we hear stories all the time, you know, the supply chain stuff going on and you know, the, the whole boating world and trying to get boats and boat parts has been a nightmare, right? I mean, people wanting yeah. to buy them, there's just no inventory and people with, with broken down boats that need parts can't get that either. So I think that uh, that holds true, definitely in the fishing industry. So thank, uh, thank goodness we at Realtree, we don't have to worry about building anything. You know, we're a licensing company. We manufacture just a little bit, but yeah, you know, especially being on the road uh, some this summer and talking to partners, it's it's still crazy how, you know, finding parts and, you know, getting things uh, like that, how difficult it still is out there. It is. Yep, it is. And we got some time left uh, before all that comes back, you know, back to normal. So, so yeah. Tyler, tell us, tell us about um, Realtree 365. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've had the app now for a few years. Sorry, this is my dog Swayze. <laughs> Love it. She's a, she's still a puppy. We just picked her up from school last week. And so she's, she was the reason why it took me a little bit longer getting up here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, the app is app has done well, you know, I kind of, I'm sure y'all probably saw it last summer. I remember we talked to the seat one guys. I'm really good friends with Lee and Drew up there. And we actually just uh, just announced we're, we're doing some stuff with them, too, and uh, at Seek One. But, you know, they YouTube, I think, cut them off. You know, they, they were not paying them for several months there. And then I think Lee had some other hunting shows kind of reach out to him that were doing stuff on YouTube that they weren't getting paid either. For, you know, for whatever reason, I think all of them were a little bit different, but they just weren't checking that box uh, that you have to go and check whenever you put up content on YouTube. So 365 is, there is some exclusive content on there. Realtree Monster Bucks, we still release. Uh, we do have a DVD, but we do release that also on the app. And then, uh, you know, Michael Waddell, his Bone to Pick podcast, you can watch clips of his show on there on the Realtree 365. And a lot of that's exclusive to the, to the 
to the app right now. But 365 was really made for, because I think it's just a matter of when. Y'all probably agree with this too. I, I, I think hunting is not for the long term on YouTube um, and probably Facebook and other areas. And Realtree 365 was just more of a, a safety net. I mean, we, we, we have a lot of uh, good things going for it, but it is a safety net too, just when that day does come. Uh, you know, if, if hunting content just were to get shut down altogether, just because you never know in today's world how long it's going to last. Um, I, I just don't think it's going to be on YouTube forever. That's just my opinion. I think yeah. everything's always changing. <laughs> yeah. Business is always shifting. That's for sure. Yeah. And there's just, I mean, they can, if YouTube wanted to, they could cut off hunting whenever they wanted. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And, um, <laughs> Dave and I have talked for hours at length about, you know, that, that so the social media platforms, YouTube being one of them and the changes that we've seen, you know, we've been around since 2009 and, uh, you know, YouTube and Facebook were our bread and butter for a long time. And, and, you know, we've had to change our thought process in our game, you know, over the years because of the changes that, that they make and their algorithm, you know, algorithm changes, I'll put it in quotes that they make and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, and it affects everybody, right? I mean, not just us and, and the people that are posting videos on there, it's the people that want to see it too, you know, and, and the outdoor industry as a whole, it's hard to find the content. So, you know, that, that's good that you have outlets like, um, like your app to be able to go on there and, and find content where uh, that is lacking out there in the industry right now, for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, you have a lot of these, you know, sick one is obviously they're, they're a, uh they're one of the few that have really made it big, big on YouTube. But, you know, with some of these shows transitioning from television to YouTube and some of these shows, that's how they get paid is through YouTube numbers. I mean, that's how Seek One and those guys get paid. And they really count on that money because, uh, you know, that's that's serious money that, that you get um, from some of those YouTube videos. So if that if the plug just were to be pulled, um you know, they would, their business model and others would probably have to change whatever yeah. that is. A lot of these shows don't rely on sponsorship dollars, which uh, I think the consumer likes, but what does that model look like if it just were to disappear? Um, yeah, it's a good who, point. Who really, who really knows? So that's just something we're always kind of thinking about. And while we do have some exclusive content for the app, you can still watch Spring Thunder, Realtree Road Trips, and we you know, we still have a dedicated audience for whatever reason that just wants to watch it on the app versus YouTube. It's obviously not as big as, as it is on YouTube, but you still have an audience that that likes watching content on the app. So, uh, you know, what the future plans of it are, I, I don't I don't really know. Uh, I would like to have some more exclusive content and shows on there. Uh, but, you know, we'll just have to kind of see. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think that that's the problem with these social platforms though. You just run into this thing where a good example, of this is like, I just looked at seek one now and th that stuff right there, you can't even use that on TikTok. Like that, that content's worthless on TikTok for the most part, because they won't let you post those type of things. You know what I mean? So you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> so it changes yeah. a lot of things. Facebook might allow it, but they're going to shadow ban you and yeah. Instagram, you know, they might be shadow banning as well. So um yeah if youtube's not going to allow it then that's definitely going to change the model for a lot of people no doubt Man, about it they treated if youtube and others treated the industry like tiktok does 
we would all be in big trouble because oh i agree oh yeah <laughs> we're just one strike away on tiktok right now from being banned on there and we have a really strong following and i don't know what it is i don't know who's going on there if there's a number of people that are going on there and reporting us but we don't we show content the right way or we follow by the rules we don't show any shots but like stuff that's getting reported on tiktok is just yeah. a turkey turkey goblin a deer walking in a field no shot you can't even you don't hear an arrow it's just really i mean it's yeah they're struggling time. they're struggling with the system for some reason i don't know why that is but they seem to be because we we do the same thing i mean so we've we've been banned for about a week uh, a couple times based on literally posting archery stuff so it wasn't even anything you know hunting related really one time this is actually a pretty funny story so one time i did a video and it was called uh did you know and i did a video about pse and i said did you know uh pete shepley blah 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 you know just a quick literally 30 second video about pse just real quick like 1970 blah 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 and no joke no joke in the background on like one of the video clips i found online was like an image like this right in the background like this like just laying on a table and there's something else going on and it got banned twice for that picture of him holding a deer on a table on like it just would be like a photo laying right here in the background like this so, so <laughs> they crazy I told you that's what it was for you just they you didn't just... tell me i figured it out because i i posted it twice and they got pulled twice i'm like wait a minute i'm like what is in here so i started going through that thing like but like frame by frame trying to figure out what happened it's the only thing i can find that would cause it to be pulled now there are some times where i get pulled for just showing a bow they'll say dangerous axe or something which is absolutely insane i'll i'll uh what do you call um fight it whatever and sometimes I win and sometimes I lose majority of times I win. Uh, but sometimes it, they don't reply <laughs> other times we just lose. So somehow we're surviving. I, I don't know how, but we are, it's, it's working now, but we don't, we're not showing hunting content. We're only showing archery content, you know? So that's why we get away with it. <laughs> well, we're not showing hunting content though. Like we're not showing the video will literally, it would just be, I mean, we could show ducks flying over that, that one got flagged. Just, I mean, you can't hear boom, boom, boom or nothing. It's correct. But I think the reason is you're a hunting group that you're obviously real trees, a hunting organization. The footage you're showing is being flagged by people. That's why. And it's going to their system, which flags it, even though it's nothing wrong with it, they have to go through and check it. If they check it and it's approved next time, you won't get hit on those. That's but what's no, happening. So there's anti-hunters who are hitting you because you're real tree, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit real tree." You know, that's what's happening for sure. Yeah, and, but it's still getting. So they keep giving us strikes though for that content. Yeah, yeah it's really crazy. And it's we insane. can't. We've messaged and we've sent. Yep. I don't know, ten or twelve no response. <laughs> I don't think anybody actually works at TikTok. This is just. I don't think this so is either. Just me, but. I really I don't think, don't think there's a single human being that works at TikTok. You know, I, I watched this PBS thing like four or five years ago how about, about how IA was going to take over the world. And I yeah. really think they already have, and they just, they're, they're pulling the wool over our eyes. So yeah, well, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube's the same way. And so is Instagram. Instagram, I've asked for help for the past six months because we got hacked one time for about 24 hours. And during that time, I had a link in there going to a, a website of a group to help them with a promotion and now i can't change it so that link will always remain that other company i can't get it off like no matter what i do i've tried everything i i, I close the account i reopen the account i don't even know what to do and every time i email them, they never reply like literally i'm yeah. just like 
You know, yeah, that's, this is crazy. That's it. Well, we deal with the same thing here. I mean, it's it's very frustrating. And, you know, trying to get in touch with anybody at Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, it's about impossible. And it kind of makes me wonder. I mean, I, I'm sure they probably treat a lot of other people like that too. But it, it makes me wonder, people that that work at those companies, if they see something like a real tree and really figure out what we're about, and they're just like, I think so. I think you're I'm right. Sure. That's the problem. Yeah. No way our advantage maybe now that elon has twitter maybe something on twitter will change. i thought about that yeah 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 so yeah. hey um another industry question this can't came up today because of some of the um announcements that are, have come out now but what's your thoughts on this whole conglomerate you know conglomerates buying up all these companies in the industry like what do you think about this because like i feel like every time i turn around another decent sized company gets acquired by one of the four major brands in this industry that are acquiring companies. I mean, what do you, what's your thoughts on it? I guess. You know, I feel like there's not a whole lot of companies anymore that are like a real tree or a mossy oak that are independently owned. I feel like there's a, just about every, everybody around us has been bought up. Uh, there's a, there's so many of them. And, you know, I think it's different. I think it's probably different by each company. You know, unfortunately, some companies just lose their identity. Um, I don't want to name any specific companies, but, you know, the, probably the outdoor industry more than any other is you can kind of see through some of that as the consumer. And so it's, you know, we're really a small, tight-knit group. So when you see, you can tell when a a company's DNA and motto has changed. And when you don't have those familiar faces in front speaking for your brand anymore, I, I think the consumer can just see right through that. I, I think for a company like us, it probably wouldn't work um, just like several others, unless you still were able to keep a lot intact. But, you know, there's some of these brands, I feel like they're bought up that I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't turn out the best for, but then you have other companies like we deal with Bushnell, you know, and they're owned by the Vista group. And I think, I think Bushnell is on their own. They're doing great stuff over there. You know, every time I talk yeah. to those people, they couldn't be happier. Uh, very coming up with very innovative and good products. Um, you know, so I, I think it's all just a case by case basis. Uh, and then, I mean, who, who really knows? I just feel like you have to be really careful with that, um, you know, to keep a brand, a brand viable and strong in this industry. It's yeah. just, you can't trick the consumer at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And I'm, I'm not going to name names either, but like when you own 50 companies, it's kind of hard to keep a marketing for all 50, no offense to them, but yeah, God bless them if they can. But well, I mean, I the thing is you lose it, you know? Well, some of them learned the hard way. Um, you know, I know some brands that were bought up or maybe it was all being run by the one big, the one big uh, group that maybe owned them. And then maybe they were, you know, they were lending money for marketing and sponsorships. But now you see a lot of these groups working independently. And as long as they meet their numbers or, you know, by the end of the year and do what they're supposed to do, they're usually not messed with. Now that's, that, I feel like that's changed just here in the last few years. Um, yeah. but I, I think that's kind of how the business has to be run. Yep. No, I don't disagree. I think it's, uh, the, the scary part for companies, I think, or media, I guess, more than anything is that when you, if you work with a company that you work with and they're acquired by 
that company that's not a big deal right because then oh well it's another brand option right but if it's a company you don't work with then it goes to like a whole nother thing so it's just it's i guess that part's so frustrating for the media teams you know it's like how do you how do you keep up with these things it's so ever-changing you know uh but it is what it is i mean it's business nothing you can do about it but i'm just saying it's just so interesting that that's a thing that people just continually buy buy buy. i just think it's so interesting and when i talk to these groups i know a lot of them that are buying they're always looking for another buy it's crazy they're like oh we're looking for new things to acquire i'm like wow okay that's crazy like when you gonna stop nah not really ever just gonna keep acquiring I'm like, wow, how much money do you guys got? <laughs> yeah, the market seems to be really hot for for groups buying up companies right now. You, you're kind of seeing the same thing we are. I mean, it's just, uh, it's really hot. So it's, I, I don't really know why that is. I'm sure there's smarter people that probably know something more than us, but it is kind of crazy that, um, you know, some of these groups are picking off five, six companies every few months. I don't really understand that, but they have a lot more money yeah. than us. That's a lot to take care of, but uh, anyway, so so you made the cover, which is really exciting. What else you got going on this year? So this is this is really cool. And uh, do you have some hunts coming up, or what do you got uh, planned? Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I'll just say something on that real quick. But the, the North American Whitetail deal was was really neat. Obviously, I've been uh, I've been subscribed and been a member for a long time, and you know, being at Realtree, I've been a part and done some really cool stuff. But I can honestly say, like being on there. I mean, that's like the highlight. I mean, that is, that is a really, really cool thing. It's um, awesome. Who you are. Oh, dang. Is you got a good spread in there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. They did you really have to go good. buy this though, people. <laughs> Can't show you the whole thing. <laughs> they, 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 did, they did a really good job. And so I was, awesome. it was, it was quite an honor to be a part of that and to have them come down and kind of learn more about our story and what we do there. Because, you know, anybody that owns land and tries to manage for deer, y'all know, it is really, really tough work. And so I'm, I'm happy for, happy for uh, myself, but just this whole group too, my dad, uh, the people that help manage the, the farm. And there's just, you know, it's been 20 years now that we've had that place. And just last year, that's the first time we've had a deer really of that caliber. So there's been a lot of passing up young deer uh, to sometimes never see them again never heard about him getting shot but just to never see him again so there's a lot of sacrifices and uh that you kind of have to do to to get deer deer to grow that big and um so happy for our team but that was definitely a a really cool thing to have have you have you seen that have you seen him before you shot him like were you seeing him for the last couple years or even that year on trail cam What, what was the what was the story behind that yeah, so actually I found out a little bit more even after I shot him from some different neighbors. I didn't know if anybody else had him. I knew one other guy had him, but I knew we had him the most consistent. So the year before, we had him at either three and a half or four and a half years old. And he was there from the middle of August until October 2nd. And then we were not going to shoot him. He, we, we, he put on like 30 inches this year, last year. Um, and so we, we weren't going to shoot him. We were going to pass him. Well, October 2nd, he disappeared. Never saw him again. But, like, that happens a lot where we're at. We pass up a lot of deer, say we're not going to shoot deer. And sometimes they never come back. No idea what happens. We don't hear about people shooting them. I'm sure some do. And then this year, uh, last year, sorry, last summer, we started getting pictures of him in August. And so we knew he had disappeared. We said, well, look, we, we really, our best chance of this deer is probably going to be sometime in September. 
So if we're going to do something, we, we need to try to do it quick. So we were seeing them just about every uh, morning and afternoon, daylight more than it was at night. So knew those first couple weeks or that opening day was going to probably be the ticket. Went in there opening day, a different deer came in there that was also on the hit list, 150-inch eight-pointer comes in there. Anyway, the wind switches on me, spooks that deer before I could get a shot off, and everything blows out of there. Well, the big deer, he disappeared, I think, for five or six days, and then finally he showed back up daylight. Uh, I think he was daylight twice before I went in there and shot him, and that was on, I think, September either 22nd or September 23rd. I'm sure it says it in there, but if he had stayed on his same pattern, you know, we only had maybe another week to get an opportunity at him. Yeah. And then who you know he could have he could have left sooner. Well, then I found out through a neighbor that was four and a half miles away from our property. He had that deer from October fifteenth all the way to the end of the season last year. No way. So uh, well, he's ranging for those does for sure. Two or two years ago. So if he had gone back to that other property, we likely would have never seen him again. Never had an opportunity. So. We knew if we were going to get a chance, it was right then and there in the month of September. So, um, you know, likely wouldn't have had a had a shot, but kind of glad it worked out. What now? What did you take him with? I took him with a bow. Took him with a Hoyt. Awesome. So it was um, uh, it was good, and my dad got to watch the the hunt live on the Spartan camera. The Spartan. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> at one of my little brother's baseball games and so he had an audience of like 10 or 12 people that's awesome watching the hunt which my that's dad does too funny you can press record on there and and see it but dad didn't know how to do it and i think he was so nervous he just kind of wanted to see how it played out that's pretty awesome man now where would this uh buck uh go like where would you guys put this you guys have like a, a trophy room at realtree or where will it go yeah you know that's uh that's been a topic of debate between dad and I. I really want to put him here in my house. I got a little office up here. I really want to put him in. But then again, like dad, I'd, I'd like to kind of share it with people whenever they go to the farm. So we have a, we call it the media center. It's right there behind our lodge uh, in Fortson, Georgia, where Realtree Farms is. And so dad really wants to put him in there, which it is kind of nice to have people see him, uh, you know, whatever, whenever yeah. they come. And I got a couple of those mini muleys. I don't know if you've seen those. Mm -hmm. I got a couple of their little mini muley uh, mounts. And it's a replica. Oh, cool. Oh. No, I, I haven't seen those. What? It, mini I mean, muleys. Go, That's awesome. Go look them up when you get a chance. They're really awesome. And so they made it. They made it quick. I mean, I, you can send all your pictures in. You have to send in a minimum of 150 pictures. And I, my, I think it's about to be here tomorrow or the next day. But uh they do a really good job so i'll have a look <laughs> so awesome that is really cool i've never seen this before this is unbelievable i love it go to my page if you can uh see it it's uh, I, I put mine up there the guy that did it he sent me a video and i posted it on on facebook or on what uh instagram or Fa i think i may have put it on facebook i really don't know that's so cool i gotta get it one of these made this is so that's cool. a great idea no, they're awesome. I got two of them made just, just in case, but I'm going to put one probably here at the house and then the other one I'll put at the office and then I'll probably just leave the mount up there at the farm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, how many, so do you guys have like, a, um, do you guys have like a showroom for all well, the deer in it or how's that work for the farm? Yeah, part? 
media center what what well, i just in the media center. a lot of our deer deer heads are in there i'd probably say 80 80 percent of them are probably in that media center most of them are all dead cool. few of mine in there a couple of my little brother and sisters but uh whenever we have meetings here haven't had any in, in a couple of years with covid but now that we're starting to have those again um that's where we entertain and so we'll have guests stay at the lodge and then we'll meet at the media center and that's where a lot of those deer heads and trophies are that's so cool do you see the movie i'm trying to find it i'm looking i thought i saw it now i think i saw it and i passed on accident i got oh here i think i see it oh yeah i got it (laughs) that's awesome that is i i just found it too that is pretty sick dude that is so cool but i mean every detail i mean they get every detail of the rack you know even all the little small bumps on the shading and everything huh Oh, the shading, oh everything. They, they, gosh. They get, it's mind blowing. Is that, are you at the, are you at, is this at their place or are you at home right there? No, that's it. So, no, they, they did that video and sent it. Uh, oh, sent okay. It to, I was going to say, what's that big buck in the background? <laughs> yeah. Not, what a great idea. Yeah, no, it, it is a great idea. You know, I, I think they're relatively cheap. I think mine was maybe $150 per, per head. And I mean, you know, when you can't, um, when you when you have an office, maybe you're not allowed to put your deer head up and or something. You can so take that cool. little mini desk. I think that's so cool. I can't wait to get mine back. Well, there that's you go. Awesome. It's kind of the best of both worlds, you know. You got the real yeah. one hanging in the media center, and then you get to hang on with that hanging. Now, how big is it? You said it's only like five like, inches or so, or I like that big. Okay, yeah. I honestly haven't even seen it yet, but I I, I think that's about how big they are to size. That's awesome, man. Well, cool. yeah that's cool so you got any other hit list on the uh any other deer on the hit list this year is that was that that was top dog i'm assuming so somebody's got to move up in the ranks yeah uh none that are that big they're not that we know of yet we may have another one i just don't know how old he is uh we thought he was maybe three and a half four and a half last fall so we'll see what he does if he if he does what this one did uh if he puts on 20 30 inches it could be really tough to pass him it's just typically down here. It's not like other states. We just don't have deer jump that much in size. Like what th- that deer did in size going up 25, 30 inches, that just doesn't always happen. You know, we pass up a lot of deer thinking, oh, next year they're going to they're gonna be huge. And then they're like the same size. Right. So, and, and that happens more times than not. Um, but I no, think it's probably very similar to how it happens here in Michigan too. Yeah, so you don't you don't get huge you know explosions of growth. It's they, they kind of max out, and and you don't get a, you don't get well, we don't get huge deer here either. So yeah, and then like the deer that I I spooked on opening day, he was a 150 inch eight pointer. He may even been a little bit better than that. He disappeared. He got his eye gouged out, and he disappeared after that. So I don't know if it killed him, if he got an infection or what. But if that deer did survive and and comes back this year he'll be a monster um so and and there's also you don't ever know too what surprise deer may show up we have a couple that'll that'll come in for the rut and you, you just you just kind of never know so i'll let you ask ask me in august and i'll kind of give you a give you a better answer will do you got to nickname that one jack sparrow though jack so sparrow he's a pirate. <laughs> one eye pirate he, he, oh, he will man. That's definitely gone. <laughs> I love it. 
Well, listen, Dude, we, so- we appreciate you joining us. Um, I know you're kind of a busy guy nowadays, so that that's great. That great to get you on and kind of catch up a little bit. No, I know. I enjoyed I enjoyed coming on with y'all and talking. I know it's been a while, but I appreciate it. I know we're all kind of uh, it's kind of the summer lull right now for all the hunters, uh, especially in June. Everybody's just going to the beach, enjoying themselves. But you know, we're going to start getting our cameras out here in the next couple of weeks at the farm and uh, sending a few up to Nebraska. That's probably where I'll be opening day. So uh, it'll be here before you know it. Time flies. It does. I can't believe it's already uh, halfway through the year. So, yeah, it's not. It's crazy to believe. So I'm, this hot weather hit hard this last week. It's uh, it was 98 degrees here today, and then we're going to Omaha, Nebraska, Friday, to watch Ole Miss play in the College World Series. Um, and it's going to be 100 degrees up there too. So it's not getting any cooler. No doubt. No. All right, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Real tree outdoors. Amazing stuff. And I see it's hard to even look at your Instagram. You look like you're so busy. I can't describe it. So many places. It's insane. So anyway, man, keep up the good work and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you all for having me. As usual, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Bowhunter Planet podcast. Your support is so appreciated. If you love our tree and bow hunting, make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media as we have a lot more great content to share. We'll see you soon. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.